welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Beagley. Our top story today is the last full day of the Trump presidency. Assuming that the world still functions, at least in some part, the way we expect it to function Trump leaves the White House today. That's the word. And tomorrow is Biden's inauguration. Yeah. And there's a lot of anticipation about what may or may not happen tomorrow, specifically with all the military in Washington, D.C. and the capitals around the country. Some on lockdown closed until the 21st. This all feels to me like a giant provocation. Don't fall for it. If you happen to go out, I don't know if there are marches that people are going to, but this totally feels like they're trying to provoke Trump supporters or people who can be branded as Trump supporters into taking some action that would justify them treating Trump supporters like terrorists. I actually think based on what happened on January 6th and every single picture I've seen, every conversation I've had, that all... All of the actions that justify this narrative of an insurrection were false, that mm. that the, those agents provocateur provoked nothing. So what you're talking about, maybe they have a last ditch hope to actually provoke something. And maybe people are getting ginned up now that the process is well and truly dead. But regardless, I think part of the, the narrative that they're or that kind of tension mongering that they're doing It'll be good enough for them if it just sets the stage for them to keep generating this false narrative. It doesn't even necessarily matter if anything happens. It's what they what are they planning to say happened? And yes, don't play into it. I agree with you totally. You have been way ahead of that. But I think at this point, it it's better to stay out of it. But I don't even think it matters if they do provoke anybody. Yeah, they're pushing people into a corner, though, with the businesses shutting down with the blatant hypocrisy you see in the news with the corporations coming out and really just establishing this great reset, social justice, stakeholder capitalism. While the small businesses aren't allowed to work, the big businesses are trying to force a new culture onto us. So eventually, people are going to respond to it. And I don't know if we're there yet, but if they really want to push things over the top, then they would have someone come in and do something to Biden. They would say that's a QAnon person. And then that would justify Kamala being president and would justify treating anybody they could say is QAnon as a terrorist, which means rounding people up. Now, that's an extreme thing. But if they wanted to push it to that, they have set up the circumstances where they could potentially do that. So two things about that. I always I've always had in the back of my mind the possibility. I mean, look what happened in JFK. Secret Service is always at fault. Reagan had that problem. Ford, there were attempts. And Nixon had a coup. Wasn't really an assassination attempt. But those things are not out of the question. The Secret Service had a tremendous amount of bad press under Obama. And I realize in retrospect, that was a warning to him. I also worried about Trump, that if they had Antifa take out Trump, that would maybe be the one thing that would get the right to to riot. But I think you're on to something in that uh, it would be more convenient for them to take out Biden because plus, don't forget, Biden is a 
gaff-prone, arrogant career politician who is elbow deep in corruption from the Ukraine to China. Like if anybody wanted to take anybody, that's like Epstein. Epstein probably didn't kill himself. Do I think that he's on an island somewhere being happy? I, I think he probably was might have been taken out because even if he was an inside job, who needs a guy with that kind of info walking around? So I think that he may be a liability to a lot of people in a lot of ways. He's just arrogant enough. That's the key for these guys. Keep them arrogant so that you can really blind them with footwork because they're just not suspicious enough. And there was one uh, little word I, I would love to take credit for it, but it was in this, what we posted in the Patreon 15 yesterday, that special with Truth or Theory, CE5 guy, and another guy on there was Diamond Zed. Diamond Dave Zed, and he gave me the phrase weaponized transparency. I, I said that phrase oh, on did our you? show multiple times. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't realize months. that. Yeah, I got it from the CFR. Oh, do from tell one of the Rockfin videos. They said weaponized transparency? Yeah, I didn't play that clip. We didn't get to it, but that was one of the clips that I have, and I've been talking about it every now and then, weaponizing transparency. Yeah, they put it out there. Yeah, I did not hear that clip, right? I did not hear it. We should play it. Yeah. I don't have it right here now, but I can No, no, I mean, (laughs) we're making one exception to (laughs) playing on the show, and we'll tell you about it later today. But yes, on a Rockfin video, I mean, it'll definitely come up, and I want to hear it. Oh, very good. Yeah, so um, that's where I think that was kind of the phrase I would have put my finger on to explain why I think they have been making clear the cheating in the election. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that I was thinking about it in the context of, too, is putting this in people's faces as a way as a weapon and they're going to do nothing about it. It's out there now and people are just OK with it. Well, some people are anyway. So, uh, OK, so when you were saying they were vetting people or you were talking about the National Guard. Yeah. And uh, and what is that? Don't, you would think they would do that anyway. What are they? What is? Yeah. You would think like they would to not be them. Republicans or what? That's what it seems like. It right. seems like they're vetting them based on ideology. And there's been a couple of them. I just saw a headline flash on the TV that they dismissed or they're not going to allow to work that day. I don't know why. Like, I just saw that headline, so I don't know what the reasoning is for it. But the idea is to make sure that aren't violent, there are not violent extremists that, like some people who infiltrate, quote, infiltrated the Capitol, happen to be working in the National Guard and are close to Biden. Well, it's actually pretty funny because the only two people who I've heard were kind of screwy was the the chick who supposedly got shot was in the Air Force and then the, you know, somebody promoting her story was in the Marines. I'm always suspicious. So many people, they have some revenue generating connection to the government. Like that is always super suspicious to me. Uh, Very interesting. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Okay, so 
So, yeah, the inauguration is tomorrow. I've been talking to people in and around that area, and they say that the Google Maps to D.C. has been, like, hard to load. Now, I don't... I From what I understand, numerous people are reporting that. I really don't know what to make of it. However, it is an idea, so I immediately bought an Atlas, <laughs> like a 2021... Atlas, Rand McNally yeah. Atlas, just because like, like paper, thought, physical. Yeah, Atlas. yeah. Because no, it, it, the thought occurred to me, like whether that's true or not, we have really been corralled. Like that's why I have a lot of books. That's why I realized like I'm not going to be the voice of the underground. I'm going to be the librarian of the underground <laughs> because I buy the books. I have, I, I bet I have a thousand books that will yeah. have some value. And absolutely. And, and that's why, because I, they can just blink this stuff off. And I didn't realize maps so important. And a lot of those books are going to be gone. Well, the books I get. Yeah, the books I get. And I actually am even a little annoyed that they use cheap paper now because I don't think they're going to last. Like, you're not going to have an original folio of of some of the stuff that's being put out now. And they're also shutting down federal prisons nationwide. They're, quote, locking them down, which, from what I understand, means the inmates are going to have to be in their cells for most of the day outside of eating. And that's just a... It's kind of a strange thing. What's the purpose, you think, of them doing that? Because they're doing it, according to them, because of the inauguration tomorrow. Yeah, so they want you to think that these low-life deadbeats are going to be all, like, Trump supporters, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which the demographic doesn't match that. You know what I mean? Like, if if you've got people in and out of prison, a lot of times they're from the inner cities that vote Democrat. But, uh, But regardless, like... That's the idea. And maybe it's true because I guess there are a lot of white supremacists. The only the only place I've ever even heard of actual white supremacists functioning as a unit are in prison. So I can see that. And then and then just like with the covid stuff, lockdowns make people crazy. They're bad for you. So if you want people, if you want to stir the pot, lock them down, make them like agitate for justice and getting out there. And I'll tell you, like one of the reasons I think like phase two of covid bill gates said would get your attention for real something like that is that the first time around say last winter everybody was healthy the gyms were open that good restaurants were open they got exercise everything was fine their immune systems were good because they're interacting with each other it was kind of like you didn't i didn't really know anybody who was getting sick whereas now I know a lot of people are getting sick and I'm thinking people who didn't get sick don't usually get sick. And I'm thinking they're probably terribly uh, much less healthy than they were. Like the lockdowns actually are. And I'm curious to know if people listening have have the same like kind of gut feeling that that everyone's kind of essentially less healthy this time around. And so that like the winter colds are going to be harsher you know what i'm saying and so like the lockdowns could be meant in the prison thing too to just make the situation worse i mean now that i'm fully committed to or totally convinced that we live in a pathocracy i don't think there's any other way to see it yeah and people's health has taken a hit over the past year because our schedule's been thrown out of whack the way we eat has been thrown out of whack gyms are closed Doctor's offices? You don't want to go to the doctor's office. 
No, no nobody to wants to go to the doctor's office. office. And like I said, I went to buy liver after I read that thing about Nora getting house. I could not find liver anywhere. They were like, I don't know, for some reason... During the lockdown, liver is not available. It's kind of gross. I like it, but I order it frozen and stuff. Supplies have been low at the grocery store. Of lots stores. of things. So, like, you go to the grocery store and it's like one, we we only, the, I saw, like, only Smithfield bacon. And Smithfield is that Chinese company that, like, they, it's here, but it's owned by Chinese. And there were some stories that they were shipping the better stuff to China. And, oh, you really? know, that's. Yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but like, or that was the fear because it was a Chinese thing. But I'm just saying, when you only have one choice of product, like straight out of the USSR, you know, it's like, we'll take whatever bacon you're giving us. We don't get to shop for brands. There's no competition among brands. If that That's what it seems like we're devolving to. And I mean, they're literally lo- lo- long lines outside the grocery stores here, even now. Because they make you socially distance and they pace you going into the stores. Yeah, they make you stand outside in the cold. Yeah, no, I mean it's really nuts. It's very USSR esque, but I, I, but I, again, I think it's all pathological. So, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of things they're doing pathological, and they're creating these habits and, and these patterns of submission. Really, it's just absolutely very strange when you really step back and look at everything that's going on. What's happening right now? I mean, there's so many National Guard in Washington. It's it's crazy. Well. I'm sure a lot of that is testing the waters, running drills, stuff That's like that. That's what it that. feels like is a drill. Yeah. But a Wyoming GOP chairman, who's a woman, so can I call her chairwoman, floated the idea of secession after Dick Cheney's daughter, I guess, is a senator there. I think she's a senator. Oh, yeah. Uh, voted f- to impeach Trump. So she must be a congressman because the only Congress votes uh-huh. on impeachment. So she... She voted for that, and now the GOP chair w- w- suggests secession, and that's all the buzz. And I'll tell you, I, I know you remember because I've brought it up like 15 times. As soon as it occurred to me, like, this is ridiculous. We just need to, like, separate as a country. And then I immediately listened to somebody else's podcast where they were saying it, like, in in seriousness. And I thought, okay, we have been led to this moment on purpose. And then I'm yeah. thinking, is this because the the rebels lost the Civil War? And a lot of them died. Like, is that what we're being led into? Is it going to be like a Northern Ireland thing where you actually within the seceding territories, you have those like mini civil wars that doesn't even touch the rest of the country? Like, I feel like there's nothing but set up here coming and going. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash products report i have a new favorite true hemp science product it's called sensitive skin food and now that all the pedicure places are shut down and it's winter my feet love sensitive skin food just telling all the ladies out there and some of the gentlemen who care about their ladies you want smooth feet yeah you want your lady to have smooth feet no you want to you want to you know, cuddle. Everybody oh, needs some smooth right. feet in the winter for cuddling yeah. purposes. Just well, yeah, when you have them it, the least. It's a perfect time to cuddle in, in the winter. But like we said, you have to stand outside six feet away from people <laughs> in the cold. 
and, and, and catch a cold that they're going to call COVID. I didn't tell you about Tim Cook yet. Do I have time to tell you about yeah, Tim Cook's interview? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's been going on? I alluded to this earlier. We're seeing the Great Reset emerge around us. We are seeing the new standards of society being demonstrated publicly while we are locked down. So these big corporations are coming out and banning people left and right. And this is an example of the Great Reset's ESG standards of the social corporate responsibility, the stakeholdership capitalism, where they put social justice ahead of profit. And we have another example of that in Apple, where Tim Cook appeared on Fox News with Chris Wallace, and he was there to explain why that why Apple removed and banned Parler from their platform. First of all, the segment opened up with Tim Cook, and all of these people do this. These wealthy CEOs have been doing this, and it's disgusting to me. Him sitting there very somberly saying, watching the horrors of what happened during the Capitol riots was one of the saddest moments of my life. That's what he said. It was one of the saddest moments of his life. They must think people are really stupid to believe that he was sitting there so saddened that that it was just the worst moment of his life. He looks like he's in his 60s to me. So he's probably buried a parent or two. And that paled in comparison to what he witnessed on January 6th. What did he witness? I look at this stuff and it's like the the shots, they'll show like smoke and... It's not like the, quote, rioters. They were unarmed. You know what I mean? So all the smoke came from the law enforcement. You know what I mean? All yeah. of the, quote, evidence came from the people who are making this argument. And the pictures are are super tight. You notice that? Always. Yeah. It was, it was super, like an action tight. shot, close-up action <laughs> filming. It was very tight. You just want to pan out to see, like, somebody on the sidelines, you know, whatever, chugging a Coke. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> standing there holding his kid's hand watching like fish swim by or something in the aquarium like yeah. it just feels so amusement parky you know Cheryl Atkinson not to go too far off topic but Cheryl Atkinson pointed out great point that usually when somebody fires a weapon at somebody the crowd around them disperses <laughs> right not here that, yeah that did not, not happen pile yet. on that's the signal so, so there was yeah go ahead but there was so one Tim thing Cook he was there and he was promoting the this capital riot it was horrible this is which is why why we had to take action as apple we always do what's right we try to always do what's right we put social responsibility above profits he was talking he was talking literally about exactly what the great reset is talking about right. establishing worldwide the social credit score for corporations can i just point out that this what they say i am absolutely 100% now convinced that they're at completely and totally utterly lying about that where they're saying it's for like poor kids they're saying it's for this stuff and it's really for exploiting every last person on earth absolutely completely agree so he said the reason they banned parlor is because of the incitements that they saw they looked at the incitements they saw that were on the platform and he believes and apple believes that incitements are not a violation of free speech so they removed them because they incited these they incited these horrors that caused him to have the saddest day of his life so he had to remove them. However, I want to point out that he did not tell us what any of those incitements were specifically, and we cannot check and see what they were because they have been removed. So we just have to take Tim Cook's word for it. And as quickly as that little segment 
where they they gave the reason why they removed Parler, they switched it to the real reason he was there, and that was to promote Apple's new $100 million racial equity and social justice initiative. And this is another demonstration. Here's what you can do to meet the ESG standards of the World Economic Forum. You can implement this $100 million equity initiative and what this initiative is. And he says, the reason we had to implement this and there's an urgency to implement this is because we witnessed the protests after the George Floyd murder over the summer. So on one hand, he's saying that these protesters slash rioters was caused the worst day of his life. On the other, these protest rioters spurred him to do a social $100 million social justice initiative. And what is the thing? At Apple. It is, as part of the initiative, Apple is launching a developer hub in Detroit to teach black kids how to code, which Tim Cook says... Oh my God! Listen to this. Tim Cook says is the most important is the second most important language they can learn and the only global language. The only global language. I want to point out, Vladimir Lenin, the reason he wanted to make people in the rural areas literate is so that he could propagandize them with the print. But now, we're talking a global is. language here of code. But that's not what this is. This is enslaving them. Because yes, the also coding, that, yeah. everyone has to code. Like, you have to get plug everyone. That's the Allison McDowell thing. It, because when you said what it was, I was like, I guarantee you what he's about to do is exploit them and not help them. Oh, and absolutely. I cannot believe that it's about coding because she says that. She's like, yeah, all this is, stuff yeah. about coding, it's just getting them to do the work. You get them to do the work. It's both of these things. It's a universal language that you can subvert the language of people's countries. So you don't have to know how to speak you know, Chinese or Spanish, because you can communicate to a worldwide network of coders that the Great Reset has created through this language of code. You can, can propagandize you? them in, through code. Could yeah. you? How? Ask Tim Cook. I'm not a coder. I don't know the language. I, th- I feel like coding is an out is an out word. Like you, you know the language so that you can code, but... Right. Well, coders can. So two coders speak a different language, but they can both understand the same screen of code. Right. That's that's what I'm referring to. Right. I understand. But I feel like that's a product. That's a very abstract product. And I don't understand how it can be propaganda, although you are. It's language. Any language can be propaganda, form of communication. Now, I don't know how to code, so I don't understand the intricacies of that. But I do know that people who. It's an instructional language, I feel like that goes you know, from man to machine and right. not really the other way. But I could maybe I don't understand it. But in any case, that thing is the exact way when I still when you started saying it saying quick, I was like, they are exactly doing the opposite. I used to kind of wonder if they were just misguided. Now it's absolutely pathological. Oh, absolutely. And I'm gonna tell you to look out for the term global language, because that is very powerful. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, 
share a laugh, and enjoy great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S.com. Ryguys.com. The Rye Guys. A rye wit for today's shit. And don't forget to use Prop 10 as a promo code to get 10% off for Propaganda Report listeners. Let's change gears and talk a little bit about the vaccinations, COVID. There's some news. I've been expecting to hear the real results of the live trials of the vaccination to see if how people are handling it here in California. The head epidemiologist put out uh, a request that one particular batch of the Moderna vaccine be paused and no longer used because it was having such an unexpectedly high rate of allergic reactions. Now, remember, the Moderna vaccine is the one that in a in a trial of 15,000 people, it was one life was supposedly saved. So 15,000 people took the saline and one of those people died and 15,000 people took the vax and none of them died of COVID. So if even one person dies of an allergic reaction, it negates all efficacy of Moderna. And if two die ever out of 15,000, it means that it's actually counterproductive. Yeah, they had also the 28 people that died in Norway. And Germany has a similar and is investigating also. And upstate New York had had a rash of deaths. And we're hearing despite this, despite these messages, we also hear the messages of, well, why aren't we getting the vaccine out to enough people quick enough? Why isn't it getting inside more people's arms? And, you know, the next story is 28 people die. And then the next story is we need to get this more. We need more freezers. So we're just these conflicting back to back messages all the time. I just read, I forget where or heard that Johns Hopkins, which requires the flu vaccine, is not requiring this. It's voluntary. Johns Hopkins, where all these doctors work. Oh, well, they're wising up. They. I mean, isn't that interesting? Yeah. The, they want to make sure they have the option. Of course. And those 28 people that died were all elderly. They were all in that test. They were all in the group that had never been tested. Just you mentioned the live testing group. They did not test these people. See, the people are being manipulated into thinking, oh, this vaccine has been tested. No, it hasn't been tested. Not on this group of people. It hasn't. This is the first time and it's you know killing some of them. There was a Stanford study that came out that showed that highly restrictive measures like at the state forcible level have shown no greater efficacy in outcome, stopping the spread or whatever, than voluntary measures. And that's just separate from the devastating impact of forced lockdowns. So this is a Stanford study that says the lockdowns are at best neutral. Yeah. So, I mean, there's well, so much Did evidence. you see Cuomo's tweet last week? Oh, yeah, I, I think I did. Tell me, what did it say? It was something about how you can't keep, we can't keep locked down forever. We got to open back up for the business. It was just the opposite of everything he had been saying. And and my guess is he doesn't follow through. Maybe he's taking a page out of Trump's book where he kind of says the opposite things Maybe. all the time so that people can just pick and choose and then he can go back and say, I didn't do it that way. I didn't really mean that. I mean, so... All right. Uh, oh, one thing I did want to say about the first 
a, a couple of firsts that you can expect in the new regime in D.C. One is Biden may have the same first act as president as Trump did, which was to sign a bill waiving the requirement that the secretary of defense be not a military man. So they continue to put the military you know, the Secretary of Defense is supposed to be the civil overseer of the military, so you can't have a military coup. So it's always kind of sketchy when they put a military guy that high up in the cabinet and in control of the military because he knows how it works. He could call on a coup. So I always find that a little interesting. Yeah. And then um, Schumer says that the first bill... Uh, before the Senate is going to be a democracy reform bill. It's going to have voter registration requirements in it, uh, election funding um, provisions. None of this stuff should be federal, but I think it's going to be. But my point is that this is going to be one in a in an endless stream of bills that are going to be blamed on or appear to be a reaction to Trump which to me is enough evidence that, I mean, that's the proof in the pudding that I've always been kind of waiting for is that, yeah, let's see how it, let's see what the aftermath of the Trump presidency is before you start patting yourself on the back that your guy is going to change the world. Let's see what if, if he frees Ross better, you know, um, the last positive murmurings about that, uh, which I saw a an article and I tweeted and everything, but the article's like a month old. I don't think he's going to free Ross. I no, don't think he is. He I wasn't talking about that recent. Well, not him talking about it. We don't know what he's talking about, but what I they think, say. Yeah, I think that there was somebody who talked about it recently, Thomas Massey maybe, and said like it's off the table, something like that. Really? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Everyone's like, yeah, and, and Assange and Snowden. I'm like, well, I don't believe in Assange or Snowden. I think they're fake. So I, it's much more likely in my mind that he pardons those guys. But also, uh, do you... So this is like that... Then I've been seeing tweets like, I'm beginning to think Trump was a PSYOP all along. I'm like, really? Me too. <laughs> you know, I, I've thought that all along. Yeah. But uh, But that also makes me think about Biden's Alzheimer's. Where's Biden's Alzheimer's these days? Anybody notice that he got, he turned that off? He's turned it off uh, a little bit. He hasn't turned it fully off. He's still well, been pretty I mean, gaff prone. But he's always been gaff prone. That he, like, he was he seemed to not appear to know where he was the other day when he was walking off stage. Oh, okay. But that maybe I don't know. It definitely has not been featured as prominently. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So all right, so we have. Oh my gosh, I nearly forgot. So last. So our last show Thursday, you were talking about Tim Pool, and I was like, yeah. I, I completely misunderstood who you were talking about. I was thinking of Tim Dillon. That makes much more sense. I was so confused right. when you're saying he's a comedian over the top. I'm like, oh, right, right. I didn't, I didn't. I just had a brain fart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was Tim Dillon. What? Are the freaking odds? <laughs> Let me just tell you what happened. So I go back to Twitter. You put the show up, and a lot of people had like texted me on Patreon saying, "Hey, it's Tim Dillon." You were thinking of? I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So I was looking yeah. at Twitter, I was going to retweet our show for the day, which I was do, and underneath it was a picture of Tim Pool, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and it was tweeted by a guy whose little icon avatar was a picture of Tim Dillon. So I wrote to him. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got the message, right? I wrote back to that tweet. 
not realizing he wasn't talking at all about the dispute. What he had put there was a clip from that day's show of Tim Pool, where he some uh, um, Andrew Mickelson. Thank you very much. Andrew Mickelson got us a shout out on that show. So what are the odds that the day I maligned Tim Poole by accident on the show is the day that he shouts us out? So this is because I was so tickled to death to hear him shout us out because he's huge. I know that. Uh, So tickled to hear him shout us out that I, I am hereby voting that we... As our sole exception to the no clips on the show rule, sole exception is if somebody gets us a shout out on a show like this or any show, really, we will give you a shout out and play the clip if you send us the clip. So, Binkley, you got the clip? I do. Let's hear it. Andrew Mickelson says, in the morning, everyone. Uh, in the morning. Hmm. Love the bipartisan media coverage. Does anyone else feel like 2020 was a giant psyop? Hmm. Shout out to the No Agenda podcast, the Propaganda Report podcast, and Grimerica podcast. Hmm. Shout out. Thank you very much. What great company. Fantastic company. No Agenda also played the clip on their show. That is so cool. And in the morning is like a It's, it's one of like the things that they do. They always He no always agenda. says, uh, Adam Curry always says, in the morning when he starts the show. So a lot of the people yeah. that are producers of his show and listen to his yeah. show, it's they, like a, they say that as well on yeah. other shows. Yes. It's kind of funny, Tim Pool's reaction there. <laughs> yes. I got, uh, I know. I, how can he not know that? Surely he knows. So, because um, if I know it, he <laughs> must know it. So it is also Share the Show Tuesday. So please share the show, especially if you thought it was a good one. One thing I will ask before we all get shut down, we are working on moving a lot of stuff to the private thing, including even the RSS feed so that we can't get shut down on all platforms at once. We are not there yet. Uh, and for as long as it lasts, I mean, eventually we may just have to be all private and you guys have to find us. But for now... Well, we're still on all the big podcasting platforms before the next wave of censorship. It would be really valuable if every single person listening right now went to wherever they listen to the podcast and gave us a five-star review, because that will push our results up the search chain and we can get a lot. We do not have a lot of time to kind of grow our listenership before we're just siloed. Off to the digital tunnel. Yeah. I mean, we can be in the tunnel and we will be the voice of the tunnels. That's for sure. But there's but it would be good if we can reach out to as many people out there who want to join us before those channels close down. So now would be the time to kind of share the show, to reach out on social media, that whole thing. And speaking of shouting out a podcast, big shout out to a good friend of the show, a longtime patron saint. Moral Bob, he has a podcast called Conversations About Freedom. I've been on it. We're going to do a swap cast soon, but I highly recommend you check out Moral Bob's podcast. And we thank Moral Bob for all of his support. For the patron 15, I have a couple of funny things that my house is basically, uh, what do they call it? The inmates are running the asylum. I'll tell you about that. And also a hilarious but vulgar Canadian expression that is my new favorite expression ever. But you absolutely have to come to the Patron 15 because that's where kids are earmuffed and we can let our hair down and, and speak freely. 
Well, I can't wait to hear about that. And in the Patreon 15, I am going to tell you about a new technology that debuted at CES called the Razor Project Hazel, which is a dystopian looking advanced smart face mask. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want to get access to the extra content we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report, become a patron. We also do virtual parties there and a lot of other fun stuff as well. And you can find our oh. deep dive video podcast at rockfin.com. We have a VIP DPP on Friday, so make sure you're a friend of the show or a patron saint if you want to get the link to that. And we have a special guest, a surprise for now. Uh-oh, can't wait. We will talk to you guys in the patron 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day and stay safe. Be safe, be careful tomorrow if you're out and about. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll talk to you all later.